This episode, we revisit a club from Series 1, hear about a harrowing encounter with Gary Lineker, and Alex pretends he's never heard of Hooters. Welcome to the Road to Memory Podcast. We're live, Jack. We're live. Or should we say we're dead, because it's Halloween. Spooky, spooky, special special spooky episode. Yeah, who do you think um, takes Halloween the most serious in football? Uh, when I've listened back to these podcasts, we've pretty much given Erling Haaland his every answer. Yeah, he probably does like, I think he'd be a good fancy dresser. Who takes it very seriously? I'm always surprised by how footballers take it seriously. You always see like fancy dress and some footballers really go all out. Uh, who? Well, anyone I can think of right now is Anton Griezmann, who dressed, who did wear blackface. Yes. <laughs> that was not a good example. Yeah. But I saw a uh, picture of Cucurella today dressed as Beetlejuice. That's pretty good. And he looks really good. I think some footballers really go for it, man. Um, I can't think of someone who would really go for it. I think if it play, I don't think James Milner would go for it. No, he'd probably go as maybe he'd maybe he wear a sheet with the with the face on it, not a yeah. <laughs> with a sheet. Uh, it's more of like a a Gen Z Gen X thing. I think the old, yeah. old school players wouldn't really go in. For well, it. it's also I guess a bit of an Americanism. Yeah, so you're thinking Pulisic, Clint Dempsey. He's all over it. They're, These guys have been yeah, trick Pulisic, treating. They're loving it. Yeah. There's your answer. Pulisic is Mr. Halloween. Are, yeah. you, are you a big Halloween fan? Um, when I was a little boy, I wanted to go trick or treating because it was on TV. And my mum always said it was begging. I think a lot of English kids have that story of mum being like, "That's begging." Yeah. Um, I like Halloween. I like going. It's, when you get to university, it becomes a bigger thing. I think when you're when you're our age, well, it's definitely a different feel, isn't it? It's less pumpkins outside doors, getting sweets. It's more going to clubs in funny outfits. Yeah, absolutely. Putting pumpkins on your head and dancing around. I don't really know what it is at, at our age. No, it's still going out in funny outfits. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel particularly seasonal, spooky. But, no. Um, yeah, when was the last time you got truly spooked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, series one it would have to be. And yeah. um, speaking of spooky tales and spooky goings on, shall we get on to my news segment? Okay, this week it's me doing the news. Alex, yep. do you want to remind us of the news format which we do every episode? You're going to read me three stories... Two of them are going to be true. No. Two of them are going to be fake. One of them is going to <laughs> be true. How long have we been doing this feature? I think it's now like muscle memory that I, I go you to true first. Yeah. Yeah. So well, two of them are going to be fake. One of them is going to be true. It's going to be true and you have to guess which one is true. Yeah, uh, I give headlines as well because that's part of the fun. And play along at home, guys. We never say this. Everyone play along at home. Mm-hmm. Um, the first story is called No More Mr. Rice Guy. Okay. Um, these aren't spooky, by the way. I should have done the spooky ones, but we might have a spooky letter later on. But okay. Uh, no more Mr. Rice Guy. So Tony Adams right now is on Strictly Come Dancing. Have you been watching? I haven't been watching. I've seen a few clips. Yeah. So some video clips. It's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty, not very good, but he's having a good laugh doing it. Aren't most people on Strictly Come Dancing not very good? And that's kind of by what the makes end, it. they're all kind of really good. But yeah, it's always like the musicians are pretty good. Yeah. Usually the footballers and the old women. I'm not going to go at them. They're usually pretty bad. Okay. Wasn't Bill Bailey apparently pretty bad, but much loved? I think he was fantastic, isn't that the point? Oh, he won, he? didn't he? Yeah, but I thought everyone was saying he was quite bad and actually he just got voted because he's popular. Oh, maybe. I think, well, write in if you know, guys, or Bill Bailey if you're listening. <laughs> you can tell us if you were good or not. I'm not sure t- Tony Adams has got quite the level of popularity to take no, it all the no, way to, I to win. Yeah, then Arsenal fans vote for him. Although there are similarities between the FA Cup and Strictly. In that they run for nine months of the year and there's lots of rounds. and Yeah, the Royals like them, the Royal Affair in some way. Yeah, yeah there you are. <laughs> Uh, well, back to the, the news. So Tony Adams is on Strictly right now, but something else he was bad at was managing Granada. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah. So he, for people who don't remember that, he managed Granada for seven games, lost every game, and they're relegated. Yeah, that's um, the Spanish club, not the country or the TV station. No, no, no. 
Um, in 2017, that was in 2017 that all happened. Um, last year, a book was published about Granada, not just about Tony Adams, about the last the five years of Granada where things really fell apart and they got relegated. Um, it was penned by a man, it was a pen name, it's not his real name, his name was uh, Granadad Matteo. Okay. This is a fake name, but that was what he used because he's, he's meant to be anonymous. Sorry, yeah. Because um, he had a lot of inside scoops on Granada and what happened at Granada. Yeah, and his um, name was essentially Granada as well. Yes, but that's like oh, that's, that's his pen name. That's his yeah. pen name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he gave quite a good story about uh, Tony Adams and his behaviour. Obviously, everyone's seen the video of Tony Adams dancing, mm-hmm. um, but also apparently not on Strictly. That was not on Strictly. That was in, in, in training. training. Yeah, but apparently something else he did was that he requested a member of staff called Pablo. I don't know if that's a real name, Pablo, yeah. to um, fake story. run and make an ice bath yeah. for one of the players, the captain, because he believed the captain was basically, after the games, was getting too fatigued and wanted to have an ice bath for his captain. Yeah, You see where I'm going with this? So he said this to Pablo. Pablo's English wasn't very good. So Pablo was like, oh, well, okay, senor, whatever. Went back. Uh, Tony, Tony Adams ran training, came back to the tr- clubhouse to look at the ice bath. It was full of rice. Oh, no. He got him a rice bath. <laughs> right. So there's a bit of a mystification <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Tony Adams was absolutely furious and gave Pablo the hairdryer treatment. Okay. And apparently even sacked him. The next day, he came back and Tony Adams apologised to everyone at the club and said, I overreacted. Pablo was not fired. Okay, He good. said that he was mainly angry because it was a waste of food. Yes, that's that would have been my next question. I've got a lot of questions. Go ahead. Just remind me, is Pablo a player or a coach? Pablo is like on the coaching staff. He's someone the help, Someone coach. helping out, yeah. 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 Well, just someone to help out, you know, member staff. Okay. Um, how did he acquire that much rice that quickly? I don't know. At the shop, I assume. Okay, that's fine. They um, have a lot of paella in Spain. Did, did they think it was like when you put your iPhone in rice? They thought no, it was kind he of said, I, He said ice bath. And Pablo, yeah, yeah, Pablo's that, English is very that. good, so he said, he just like, what do you mean? He probably heard rice. But and, potentially on his sixth... Uh, sack of pouring rice into, into the bath. <laughs> he must have thought this, this is a bit of a weird. Well, but more, if he remedy. didn't know, did he? He didn't know he had Tony Adams' coaching style. But he's got his brain on his own. He must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't, he didn't know what Tony Adams was. He thought it was rice, and Tony Adams was saying rice, rice bath, okay. ice bath. Sorry, he was saying. I'm, I'm getting confused. I, I, I can potentially <laughs> believe it if, if you thought about the uh, iPhone. It's supposed to pull water out of an iPhone, isn't it? When you get no, your yeah, iPhone, apparently it's because of the ice mix-up. Maybe the captain needed needed. Okay, well maybe he did think that. I've not read the. I'm, I'm not trying read the, to. I've not read the book. I read an article about it. Trying to find a reason for Pablo to believe this. To believe but I think he was just I think it was a miscommunication and Teddy Adams probably wasn't very clear okay, he's yeah. got kind of a thick accent yeah uh, so that was called No More Mr. Rice Guy I don't think you believe that one oh, I quite like it I like yeah. it uh, No More Mr. Rice Guy the next one is uh, Radio Car Car yeah okay um, so in the 2010 Serie C season so that's the third division of Italian football yeah Avellino were favourites to go down however they actually finished 12th and Gabriel Buratti Finished third top goal scorer in the league, so a big return. Okay. Um, Bratty became a cult figure overnight, was much loved by the fans, but he did hand in his transfer request at the end of that season. Okay. And okay? uh, he was basically lambasted. Everyone hated him in the city of Avellino or the town of Avellino. Um, he's very unpopular amongst fans, um, and everyone was basically calling him, calling him a traitor. Okay. Um, during a radio call in, um, radio call in show, a bit like talk sport, fans were calling in and basically voicing their opinions on, on Bratty and, and what they thought of him. They weren't very happy with him. But Bratty actually then called the radio station. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to give his two cents. His opinion, yeah. And Bratty had this to say. He explained that at the start of the season, the manager, Mario Salenti, had promised if he scored over 20 goals, which he had done, he would give him his own red 2007 Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, however, he never received the car. Okay. 
Okay. So okay. he was, and he said, "That's why I'm leaving because I was basically gypped. I didn't get why I was. I, that's why I stayed, and that's why I wanted. I wanted that car. Okay. <laughs> Things get worse. Okay. Then in the same show, Ma- uh, Mario Sanlenti Sen- called. So he called in the show as well, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna we've got Mario here as well." And Mario said that there is some truth to it. They did. He did promise um, <laughs> Bratty the Hyundai Hyundai Santa Fe in red, two thousand seven. Yeah. But he had to give that car to his daughter. His daughter didn't have a car. But right. he did offer in exchange a 2004 Fiat Regatta in gunmetal grey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel insisted that wasn't the same <laughs> and is not anywhere near as good car. And Mario said, although it is not the same, it is still a very decent motor. Right, okay. And they started arguing on air and the, the host was trying to calm them down. They did have to cut to a sponsor. By the time they returned, both Gabriel and Mario had hanged up and took it off, off, off the call. Okay. Um, Avelino were relegated the following season and uh, Baratti was also relegated with the team he went to. Okay. Oh, well, he did move teams. He did move okay. um, and it was also relegated. So they both went down in the end. Radio, wow. Radio Car Club. <laughs> what do you think of that? I, I thought when you told me the name that it would be about the footballer Kakar. No. Rather than... Oh, right. Car Car. Oh, yeah, C-A-R, yeah, nice. C-A-R, yeah. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Um, can I believe that? It's quite similar to the uh, Hugo Rodiego story I was told a few a few weeks ago. Yeah, well, you know. Um, a lot of... Promise, managers promising players rewards for doing certain things on a pitch and yeah, then yeah. Uh, re- how would you feel about that if you were promised a 2007 Hyundai Santa Fe I think, in red and given a 2004 Fiat Regatta in gunmetal grey how would you feel I think uh, you're well, a bit of a petrol head so <laughs> <laughs> not to um, undermine uh, Baratti's decision but I think I'd be happier with the Fiat I am in Italy and it's an Italian car I think it would just be much more but that's why I didn't he is in Italy he doesn't want an Italian car he wants a wherever he, he wants a Japanese from, car Japanese, I assume yeah. yeah and also red that's the fast colour yeah that car's probably fast made famous 2007 as well that's a newer model uh, well I hope his I wonder if his daughter was riddled with guilt when she was given the car no yeah I don't know the daughter's not made a statement I um, would be excited to hear the third story. If you've got that <laughs> okay, cool. The third story. Um, I actually didn't write a headline for it. I just called it the Hooters story. The Hooters? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll go from there. Have you ever heard of a team called Burton Joyce FC? No. Okay, well, I'm not surprised because they are an under-10s team in Nottingham. <laughs> okay. Would you be worried if I had heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they made headlines like, just a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah. When they got a brand new kit sponsor that the parents and the local community were not happy about. Um, they were sponsored by a brand new restaurant in Nottingham that has several franchises in America. <laughs> it was Hooters. Now, yeah. are you familiar with Hooters? You're laughing. Yes, I am familiar with Hooters. Can you tell the Hooters. folks at home what Hooters is? Uh, I guess it's a food uh, establishment. <laughs> yeah, otherwise they... known as a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I think they say, I, don't, I never really knew it was a bar or just food. I'm picturing American food. But uh, based on the name, I think a lot of the, the waitresses, maybe the waiters have big Hooters. And that's... That's not noses, that's no, no. breasts. Yeah, they're, yeah. Well, I actually like don't know anything about Hooters, you know, <laughs> judging from the name. So it's like, yeah, it's like famous, it's like a bar, sports bar, they serve like fried chicken and stuff. Okay. And they're very attractive waitresses, or you know, high attractive waitresses, who have large breasts, mm-hmm. okay? It's yeah. very old school, yeah, yeah. but it's a big thing in America. It's ringing some bells now. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, the parents were very upset, and they actually released promotional images of the kids posing with the betitted women. Okay. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say um, with the shirts, but that is a step no, no, further. They were, the, they were like in their kit and next to them were these kind of... Who, gorgeous, the women or the kids? Gorgeous women <laughs> with these, uh, yeah. Uh, the FA did step in after several complaints and um, some tabloid uh, press. The club uh, apologised. 
and uh, I'm not sure they're sponsored by now, but they did, I think they went ahead and didn't have a kit sponsor. There is, so yeah, that was it. There's only one Nottingham in the UK, there's only one Hooters in the UK and it is in Nottingham. Um, so they're also trying to branch out a little bit. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, what do you think of that? I'd be intrigued to know who their their new sponsor is now. Yeah, it's I sort know, of very yeah. puritanic. It's like a, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say like a library or something really Make boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Hooters, I mean, it's not that bad, is it? We've got to change the image somehow. Maybe they're trying to do a rebrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it? Does it spread the right messages? I don't know. No. Okay. Um, but I also don't know which of those stories can possibly be true. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go over them again. There's no more Mr. Rice Guy, which is about Tony Adams's coaching staff pouring a rice bath. Yeah. Um, Radio Car Car, which is about uh, on their bust up between a player and a manager about which car he deserved. Yeah. And uh, one I've just called the Hooters story. The Hooters <laughs> saga. I'm going to immediately rule out... I mean, they're all... Absurd. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to immediately show. rule out the uh, middle story. Radio car car. Yeah, I, I just uh, don't forget my Hugo Rodriguez story was fake, and I'm I, I just I can't imagine a player getting that. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call that fake. Okay, fine. So you're down to and then Mr. Rice guy or Hooters. I started to convince myself when I was talking about the iPhone and the rice that that was the true story. I talked you out of it, and you did talk <laughs> me out of it, which is why I think the Hooters story is the true story. You're correct, Alex. The Hooter story is true, if you can believe it. It's all over the news. Go Google it, guys. Um, and yeah, they got in quite a lot of trouble. Well, wonderful. Cue the, the Hooters sound effect. Yeah. Um, if you live in Nottingham, check it out. Check out Hooters. And also, you know I'm a massive fan of Channel 4 daytime programming. I yeah. love a coach trip. I love Come Lime Me. Yeah. Um, tip out there for you guys. The undercover boss set in Hooters is exactly how you imagine it, and it's an absolute car crash piece of TV. Check it out. I love that, Jack. On that, uh, let's on that wonderful line you just said. If you live in Nottingham, check out Hooters. On to the next session. Jack, this week I'd like to introduce you to Yeovil Town, uh, or as us Glovers fans call them. Well, we call them the Glovers. Nice. Um, are you familiar with Yeovil Town at all? Sadly, yes. I shouldn't say sadly. They, <laughs> uh, fans of the pod, fans of Series 1 will know we've been to Yeovil before. Yep. Uh, probably the most eventful part of the pod. Uh, people can go back and listen to that. I don't want to bore everyone. But we went there to Yeovil. Yeah. And due to rain, the game was cancelled. Yes. So we had quite a bad experience with Yeovil. But I want to give them a second chance. And that wasn't even the worst experience of Yeovil, don't forget. No. Should we talk about that? Uh, in the previous game, it was, I think... We said at the time. Let's talk about that. The only the only game ever called off for racism. Yeah, and I don't want to brandish all Yeovil fans with that. Two no. Yeovil fans let themselves down massively, and heard racial abuse at a Harringay play. It's on a, it's in our pod. It's all over the news. Uh, I think Yeovil fans and Yeovil players were as disgusted as everyone else to be honest. Absolutely, yeah. And even when I was researching Yeovil now, that story still crops up. So that's oh, a bit, really? that's bit of a bit of a shame to have to tar what is a lovely club with that mm-hmm. that brush. Um, I guess what's worth saying, Jack, is that at this stage of the FA Cup, this is kind of where the size and the scale of the club really starts to ramp up. Oh, yeah. So if I wind back the clock, the proverbial clock, nine years, Yeovil Town had just been promoted to the Championship. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, nice. so the second division of English football. And we're playing against the likes of Sean Dyches Burnley. What a, what a man, what, what a, a club. Yeah. And even better, Jamie Vardy's Leicester. Oh, my God. The big boys. They really were, yeah. Premier League say, champions not long later. In amongst the big boys. Yeah. How things fast? Uh, how far? How fast things can change in football? Eh? Because they were relegated from the championship that season, and then from League One the next season. So oh, a double, a double relegation. Wolves esque. I'm not sure. In all the world of football cliches, I'm not sure if that's got a name. A double relegation. It's like the worst thing that happened, is it? Um, 
And such is the competitiveness of English football. They were soon relegated to the National League, the fifth tier, where we find them now. Disaster. Um, in 2018, so just the year before we started this very podcast, they were knocked out of the FA Cup in the fourth round, which is still, what, Sorry. four or five rounds away? Yeah, that's good. Um, against Manchester United. Okay. So the fourth round of the FA Cup, they were knocked out by Manchester United with goals from Herrera, Lingard, Rashford and Lukaku. What a lineup! They were they were thumped by again some big boys. No doubt that was one of the most iconic nights in the club's history, um, which is a history dating back to 1895. The classic sort of um, every club was born in the late 1800s. Yeah, and you know, while I was writing this, I had a bit of a daydream about what what the world was like then. It's very different to how it is now, isn't I'm it? Sure it was. Yeah, <laughs> but in the sense that <laughs> like, there weren't really take. any cars, right? There were no cars. There was barely any electricity. And yeah. yet, still, people found the time to play football and thought that was important at that time. Yeah, people were playing football before cars. I can't work out why they thought it was so important. I love football, but you know, yeah, the, people like dying of like cholera and stuff. And exactly, yeah. yeah. There's, it's not like there was a welfare state. No one was being actually looked after. No, so you kicked a pig, pig's bladder around and farted around. <laughs> yeah. Well, a hundred years on from kicking pig's, pig's bladder around, uh, Huish Park, the current stadium, was constructed, and Yeovil had a new home. The stadium has a capacity of nearly 10,000, uh, oh which God. is not far off the size of, of uh, Premier League Bournemouth Stadium. Say, yeah, nice. um, with regards to famous fans, there don't seem to be too many. But for a town the size uh, of Yeovil, um, there are a few people who've been born there who are quite okay, famous. Fine. And they might be fans of the club. I, I think we could argue they are. Yeah. Such as Surrey and Botham. Uh, beefy, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I think you... Weirdly, he's one of the people you know a lot more about than me, and you're not a big cricket fan. I hate cricket, but he's in, I think he's an incredibly right-wing uh, cricketer, and his name's Beefy. Yes. Ian Botham. Yes. Cool. And well, he's, he's, a, he's a Yeovil fan. From Yeovil. And he's probably, he's probably a fan. Um, actress Sarah Parrish, do you know who that is? No. She, she's, a, she's a jobbing uh, BBC actress. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> she appears on a lot of... Um, Casualty. Of, yeah, that Doctors, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, good. Uh, Vanessa White from The Saturdays. Cool. Can't think which one that is. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if she does on the Saturdays. I wonder whether she watches... Name the Saturdays. Name all five Saturdays. I couldn't. Frankie Bridge was one, was she? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, the girl who's now on the radio. That's all the Saturdays. Write in if you know the name of the Saturdays. And you'll like this last person, Jack. I'd, I'll be surprised if you've heard of him, despite your extensive film knowledge. Uh, his name is an act, he's an actor called James Purefoy. No. That sounds no. like a very old school actor. Yeah, well, apparently he did a screen test for... Star Wars. James Bond in the oh, 1990s. Nice. Da, 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 da. Had it not been for... Who was James Bond in the 90s? Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Had it not been for Pierce Brosnan? Or Timothy Dalton. Or Timothy Dalton. James Purefoy could have been the first Somerset Bond. God. Beautiful, one one day, I hope. More recently, he's played Otis. Uh, which, uh, sorry, Otis's dad in Sex Education, which I know you haven't seen, but many You're bothers. a big fan of that, right? I do. Is I he think, good yeah. in that? He's a pretty minor character in that. Um, okay, well, you know. But it gives some uh, visual cues to our listeners. And it gives the people of Yeovil something to strive for, you know. That's all I've got to say about Yeovil. Should we move on to the game? Yes. Uh, in terms of goals, this game is going to be a little bit... It could be a bit sparse. thin on the ground. So let's let's start by talking about the stadium, because I do think it's nice to set the scene. Um, although arriving to the stadium, as you'll remember, is a bit of a challenge in itself. Uh, Hoosh Park is... A lot like Yeovil, kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a demeaning way. That's kind of part of its charm. Um, I read the Yeovil Town website when I was trying to get there and it said, both stations are about three miles from Hewish Park. Jeez, and unless you love walking, a taxi to the ground would be advisable. That's being honest. Yeah. So if you're ever going to Yeovil, bear that in mind. Because it took us the best part of two hours to walk from the train station uh, to the stadium. 
and it's not like you know you're walking through London. My feet were were sodden with with, with dew from the fields, <laughs> and I spent the first hour dodging cows and, and bleating sheep. And eventually, we arrived at the ground hungry, um, and I ate the packed lunch I'd brought brought with me, which was very so nice. Nice, and a lovely cup of tea and a Yorkie. And I, I haven't had a Yorkie for years. No, they're not for girls. Yorkie. They, they, <laughs> do they still do that? I think they certainly did that once. They probably age. changed that. You got a favourite chocolate bar? I like it. I like a raisin and biscuit Yorkie. Okay. Um, but gun to my head, it's going to be a crunchy. Okay. The one with the honeycomb, as we mentioned in the previous. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Honeycomb. I like honeycomb. <laughs> uh, well, just the thought of that Yorkie in that cup of tea brings a smile to my face now. Um, another thing that I, we, I know we both particularly enjoyed before the game was the stadium warm-up music. Obviously, some clubs have uh, very famous stadium warm-up music, like uh, You Never Walk Alone or that. That crap song they play at Arsenal, or uh, they play at Arsenal. <laughs> well, I think they've in the if, in the new Amazon documentary oh, they yeah, added yeah. one, and it was all a bit contrived. But they, have, I guess, um, Forever Blown Bubbles is another good one. Yeah, they play Glory Glory at Spurs at Yeovil. Listener, they played. I've got a brand new combine harvester, and oh, really? I'll give you the key. Yeah, and uh, that song really made me feel uh, kind of warm, and, and in a hyper cliched way, uh, really made me feel like I was in the West Country. As it should. That's the whole point. I thought, and I don't know about you, but the atmosphere I thought was really, really good. Um, and of course, this was the first time we've had a, a four-sider stadium because, as we said, this massive is a milestone for us. A, a huge milestone. Uh, always a big moment in a series. Yeah, that's when the pod's getting big. Um, although Yeovil hadn't filled their stands, the Taunton end was rocking. Um, those peacocks. Literally. It, it seemed like uh, their section was almost overflowing with the, the blue and purple of Taunton. Um, and I guess this was a really big, something we haven't really talked about, a really big West Country derby. And I was excited, and by the looks of things, so was everyone else. Um, I know we're dilly-dallying now, but before we get into the game, I wonder if we could play a quick game I've, I've come up with for, for you, Jack. Sure. It's called Yeovil or Noville. Love it. Um, if you think the answer's uh, true, you can say Yeovil. If you think it's false, you can say Noville. Okay. okay. I'm going to name some of the club's esteemed sponsors. Okay. okay. And you've got to tell me whether they're real or fake. Okay. Okay. These Yeovil sponsors, not Torton sponsors. Yeovil sponsors. Okay. Shoot. Um, Thatcher's Cider. Do you think I've made that one up or do you think that's a real Yeovil sponsor? I'm going to say Noville. That's a real Yeovil sponsor. I'm sorry about that. Bad start. <laughs> Not for one. Um, Etihad Airways. Noville. Correct. Uh, one too, for two. It's your high flying part of the Yeovil. Yeah, very good. Uh, this is a bit of a raise your eyebrows one. Advanced luxury and leather goods provided by pitchers. It's got to be a Yeovil. That's a Yeovil, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so Yeovil. That's such good brand synergy, that. Uh, Chris the Builder. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do see a lot of that at lower league. That's not that surprising. I'm going to say Noville. It's a Yeovil, I'm afraid. There Chris, is a, a man the called Builder. Chris the Builder. It's not even a last name, it just says Chris the Builder. Uh-huh. I can show you the sign if need be. Nice. Uh, Tinder. Yeovil. It's a Noville. Oh, fucking shit. Oh. The Tractors Trust. Noville. Correct. Noville. That is not even That's a real thing. I pulled that on my arse. Uh, Screwfix. Yeovil. Correct. Yeovil. And to finish you off, Yo Valley Yogurt. Oh. Yeovil? It's Noville. Okay, well. Yeah, I think you're do about. We keep, do we keep score there? About 50%, <laughs> I guess. Okay, well, if anyone did better than me at home, write in. Let's talk about the game very quickly. And I'm going to have to make it very quick because, as Jack hinted at, it's a, it was a pretty dull affair. Although. It started at a lightning quick pace with Taunton right on the front foot, um, putting Yeovil under huge amounts of pressure from the off. They were kind of launching crosses into the box and peppering the keeper with shots. And uh, as we discussed in the last episode, do you remember this? 
Uh, Taunton Town's Nick Makuti. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely there. fantastic in the, the game. Yeah. yeah, Makuti the cutie. He was bullying defenders with his kind of superior strength. He's a big guy. Uh, he was bullish, and you can see that the overall defence couldn't couldn't cope with him. And we often talk about our five-a-side. It, there were uh, shades of how the other defenders were treating him that they couldn't quite get close enough to him uh, and were kind of fouling him. And, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Reminded me of last night when we didn't win. Um, at halftime, there was a, a super fun um, halftime entertainment where some fans were tasked with uh, pushing around giant inflatable apples. Hilarious. So the size of like Zorb balls. Um, Thatcher sponsored. I needed to do this bit after I told you this. Of course, yeah. And they had to do an entire lap of the pitch, which is about, I don't know, 600 metres, pushing this enormous apple. What a journey. It was, no word of a lie, better than the game. The Crucible, yeah. It was brilliant. It was really brilliant. Um, Back into the game, another player caught my eye in the second half. Uh, Another Taunton player who I remember from the previous game. Not necessarily because of his quality on the pitch, but more so because of his, kind of, the adoration he received from the Taunton fans. Um, his name was Ross Stern. Uh, he is kind of a egg balled flea of a man. <laughs> is that okay. unkind of a describe? Egg that? and a flea. He was really motoring around the pitch, um, kind of like a like an angry flea. Super Mario, like an angry flea. <laughs> like an angry uh, Super Mario. That was off the ball, but on the ball, I guess he had the touch and, and composure of an egg. Um, yeah, yeah. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say of a countdown champion. The touch composer. Like he's very back. kind of poised, and he, he yeah, they're quite he deadpan on. Yeah, down. exactly. Yeah, there's no no emotion. It, it's just it's a job to know. Um, and he was brilliant. He played really well. Uh, he wouldn't look out of out of what's the word out of place on a, on a Syria pitch. I would say. Oh wow, a lot of class. High praise him. indeed. Mm, indeed, indeed. And he looks like Super Mario, so <laughs> it works. <laughs> I'd like to tell you more about the game, uh, but the second half was about as dull as any game I've ever been to uh, and it finished nil-nil that's a big saying because we've been to a lot of fucking dull games in this yeah. podcast yeah and boy that was dull um, so that was nil-nil first nil is that the first nil-nil yeah didn't get any bloody nil-nils with Walton Hirsch Walton always scored and always conceded it's the first nil-nil for us but you know that's just all part of the pod man you've got a few nil-nils can't all be Taunton versus Walton yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, as far as I'm concerned that delicious Yorkie was a was a goal in my mouth. Yeah, and the apple race. You wouldn't get that anywhere in the world. No, you wouldn't get that in well. the Emirates. I loved it. I, uh, I would you go over back the, to... You've all improved in your estimation. Uh, yeah, yeah, genuinely. Um, they were the villains of the first series, I won't lie. They were the villains. Mainly due to racism. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty villainous crime. Yeah, that's a cat, yeah. But I think... What, it's a strange place, Yeovil. We've been there a few times, and you do struggle to fall in love with it. But... Which I is think, unlike most other towns we go to. Most yeah. towns we go to in the pod, I think people can tell tell by the way we talk that we kind of, just by going to a little pub or having breakfast somewhere, we kind of fall in love with the little Englishness of it. Whereas Yeovil, I agree, is it's soulless. Yes, soulless is the word I've described. Until I got in the football stadium. And that is where life. I really felt the town's soul. Which um, And that's what football stadiums are about, local ones especially. Um, the soul of the town should be in the stadium. Absolutely. Should we move on to the next section, Jack? Uh, yes, we have a word from our sponsor first. Let's do that. With Christmas fast approaching, many of you will be scrambling around for ideas for the perfect gift to give to that special someone. Why not reward them with the voyage of a lifetime and book your tickets on the rocky Santa Cruz? Our ship will set sail from the Finnish fjords on the 12th of December and arrive in Lapland on the 24th of December. 
complete with presents on arrival, a slide running from the boat's chimney, grotto-styled bedrooms, and reindeer meat with every meal, the rocky Santa Cruz of this festive period's unmissable highlight. It really is an open goal. Avoid that sinking feeling and book now. Life jackets compulsory at all times due to choppy waters. Manchester United shirts are prohibited on the deck, and despite advertising, the footballer formerly known as Rocky Santa Cruz will not be aboard your voyage. So, there was a replay after the 0-0. There was. Which Taunton actually won, not Yeovil, despite we've been banging on about Yeovil the whole time. Taunton. Well, good, because I bloody like Yeovil. I like Taunton more, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so the Peacocks keep on peacocking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off to Milton Keynes. What do you think about Milton Keynes? Uh... When I told my friend uh, at work about that we've been drawn against Milton Keynes, he said, good, that's the most hated club in English football. You'll have lots to talk about. Yeah, so my, some context, actually. We can talk about this maybe in the pod, but my dad was an AFC Wimbledon fan, mm-hmm. so probably have a lot to say. Might even get a word from him himself. Um, but I'd like to go into this with an open mind. I, yeah. I want to go in. We just discussed how we could fall in love with every club, and do you know what I want to fall in love with? The MK Dons. Yeah, and Milton Keynes itself. It's newly a city. It came a city like this, this year or last year. Was it? Wow. She became a city. In the Queen's honours, rest in peace. Before we go, should we have a letter? Please, yeah. You've been leafing through the fan mail as, as yeah, usual. Yeah, uh, barely open my door. So we'll, <laughs> we'll let get through. But I got picked up one. Um, this is from Marjorie in Leicester. Lovely. So she says, Hi boys, and may I say, happy Halloween. I love this spooky time of year, and now that I have two small children, I find myself partaking in trick-or-treating with them each year. Last year, by chance, I knocked on the door of famous footballer and pundit Gary Lineker. I expected Gary to indulge my children with all manner of high-end confectionery, as I know his salary at the BBC is substantial, but he only gave them each two starbursts. He asked why my eldest son was dressed as, and I quote, a member of the fucking village people. I tried to explain to Lineker he was in fact a character from the TV series Paw Patrol, but as I did, he was already closing the door. I could see him peeking at us through the curtains as we walked down the road. Seeing as my own experience was less than desirable, I wonder if, given the chance, what footballers' houses you boys would visit if you were trick-or-cheating. Well, firstly, let me just apologise on behalf of Gary Lineker, Marjorie. I'm so sorry that he was uh, indeed so sour to you. Maybe as sour as the starburst he gave you. Yeah, it's a difficult time of year, Halloween, for some people. Maybe he has bad memories of this time. Yes. Yeah, I guess uh, one one big downside for Lineker is you can't really give crisps. crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably wishes he could. <laughs> uh, which footballer? I think I was thinking maybe someone like Marcus Rashford. Yeah. He's a very giving man, especially when it comes to food. Well, certainly on the pitch, obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is set to break the oh, assists record. Fantastic. So he's a giving, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving it's kind of guy. quite a strange duck, Kevin De Bruyne. I'll yeah. give you some... Where's he from? Ben Belgium. Uh, Belgium chocolates. Chocolate, he'd yeah. actually be great. Any Belgian player would be good. Yeah. Now, are we just going to do it by country? What country would be good? Uh, who does the best sweets? Probably Belgians are good. Belgians Swiss. are pretty good. Americans give you overly... Probably like Pulisic would give you some like red vines or something shit. Yeah, he'd give, his would have too much sugar. I know you're not a big fan of Granite Xhaka, but he's now kind of the hero of the month. I think he Swiss, would, yeah. He would give Swiss you stuff. good... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm up for that. Uh, I'm trying to think he's just quite giving. He would be... The, yeah, I mean, Dan Cassandra is pretty bad. I think someone like Joey Barton would be quite bad. Yeah. It's quite selfish. Yeah, I think you're, prob- you're probably right there. Some people say Mo Salah's selfish, right? But I don't know what you think about that. That's just on the pitch. He's on very pitch. giving. When it comes to trick or treating, he gives you so much stuff. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I echo what Rose said, Marjorie. Um, I'm sorry that Linker was badly behaved. But maybe try again this year and don't come as a member of the Paw Patrol. That obviously upset him. Maybe come as. What's that? What, what's kind of he would like? Maybe he'd like a Womble or something like that. He's from that kind of era. Come as him on the pitch shit himself. Yeah, That'd big be funny, ears. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, you have like shit. Yeah, come as the England kit with like a brown patch and big ears, like a kind of Prince Charles is. Mm. That might upset him more. 
Yeah, probably a strange up, strange costume for kids as well. Yeah, and then you also work on one house as well. Everyone else will just be upset. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've got kids. You do your own thing, much. <laughs> I don't know why me and you, me and Ro are giving you advice. Uh, should we end the day, Ro? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, can I just mention one thing? Please. Um, we briefly discussed, Jack, doing a, a short podcast about the World Cup because um, we've got an upcoming World Cup in Qatar. Would you, would you be up for doing that? Yeah, let's do it. We'll give our two cents. Yeah, okay. Well, you can look out for that uh, that episode coming soon, listener, as well. Um, won't be maybe as jovial as some of these ones. No. Um, but it's something I think we, we all have a responsibility to at least think about. Yeah, I feel like we're cheating on the FA Cup. Yeah. Flirting with the World Cup. With a horrible tournament yeah. that has no moral standards. But somehow intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> and can't help but look away. Can't look at it. That's exactly what it is. Uh, well, you can have to hear all about it then. And uh, for now, we'll we'll uh, we'll hold it here and um, we'll be back in touch when we've been to Milton Keynes. Happy Halloween.